0: Good afternoon.
1: I thought it was going to be good afternoon, hot stuff. Wow!
0: Well, I just can't, you know, do everything you ask, otherwise you'll be spoiled.
1: <laughs> good afternoon to you, how are you?
0: I'm good, how are you?
1: You don't sound very good.
0: My neck hurts.
1: Why does your neck hurt?
0: Because um, I looked funny this morning in the shower. Well, that, <laughs> that sounded wrong.
1: Maybe you never look funny in the shower. <laughs> you always look fine.
0: <laughs> I looked in the wrong direction quickly or something and I pinched it.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry.
0: And Ronson's out of town. How dare he? That's
1: right. Well, I'm really sorry. I'll pray for your neck. Jesus. Thanks. You heal Asia's neck right now. Test that. How does it feel?
0: It's still kind (laughs) of (laughs) stuck. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll practice my anointing later. All right. Well, Mm -hmm. last week we had Jeff Dollars, a stand-in. Yes. Did you listen to him?
0: I did. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. It was really good.
1: We got great feedback. Thank everybody who who emailed us saying, uh, you love Jeff Dollar. I think he was a little nervous.
0: <laughs>
1: I th- he he arrived and was super relieved when he found out it was microphones only. For some odd reason, he thought it was a video podcast.
0: Did he dress differently? He
1: did, yeah. He was all dressed up and ready to go.
0: You're kidding. No. That's so funny.
1: <laughs> but Jeff Dollar, we um, love you. He's off to Romania. Tomorrow? Yeah, for a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Um, How was St. Louis? It was awesome. Were you relieved to come home and find that the kids were not in fact tattooed, pierced, or...
0: Their hair's cut.
1: (laughs) Their hair was cut. (laughs) I was. Did you have a good time? It was so
0: nice to come home and squish them. I had a great time. They're amazing ladies.
1: What was your highlight? Give me top two highlights.
0: Mm, Well, oh. Gosh, that's uh-huh, That's tricky. number one. Number it's two. It's been a whole week, you know. <laughs> my mind is just... Um, Probably one of the highlights would be the uh, prophesying over the ladies. Like the team that went this year was just amazing and just really apparently very, very accurate and stuff. So the ladies were all sort of going, oh my gosh, it was amazing. And my second highlight would have to be that there is the best Thai restaurant in Colombia. Uh, what is it? Missouri. It's St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. Really? Or maybe it's Illinois. Was I in Illinois? Columbia, I read, Illinois. Yeah. I, I there, was in was Illinois. You? Um, Yeah, it's really good Thai food. We went twice. <laughs> <laughs> Retreat and, food? No.
1: And the kids survived? Thai?
0: Yes. They did survive. You did a wonderful job.
1: Say that again, but louder. They did survive. You did a wonderful job. Why do you sound like Mark DuPont right now, you weirdo? Well,
0: just... Thought you needed something extra. Thank you.
1: Um, we had a fun week. We were surprised last minute we were teaching at the school because our dear friend Steve Long, who was supposed to be speaking on healing, ironically was sick. <laughs> Which we shouldn't laugh because when that's happened to us, it's the worst. Everyone's like, why don't you just heal yourself? And uh, yeah, he was supposed to be flying in on Sunday and on Saturday he just said, I, um, I've i either got the, the flu or something, but it's generally what you can postpone. So we taught in the prophetic. At school this week
0: mm, It was really good Yeah
1: They were super awesome
0: They were on it They were really um, Yeah I was surprised How fast they Picked it up
1: Tell the story Of the one kid who Quentin. Yeah what happened
0: He um, So we were doing The game where Everybody faces Forward Like they're facing Towards me And there's a line Of ten people In that line And um, they're not allowed To see who comes And stands behind them So you get right. Ten people stand blind Behind them and so, and then I said, you know, uh, ask the Lord for a Bible character that this person is most like, and what what about that Bible character? Right. And so, but they never see who's be, behind them um, until after they're finished prophesying. So I come along with a mic, and so um, Quentin was like, I keep getting Ruth, but then I keep hearing Rachel. But I think it's Ruth, I'm supposed to prof- prophesy over Ruth, but I keep hearing Rachel. So he prophesies out of Ruth, and then that was it, you know, but... Because he's
1: got to get, he's asking the Lord for a Bible character. who's right. most like the person standing behind him, right. who he can't see. Right. So he what just begins to describe the life of Rachel and say that that's, Ruth. Oh, sorry, begins to describe the life, the life of Ruth. Yeah. And applying that to the person standing behind him. Yes. Okay, I'm with you.
0: And then, so, w- but they don't get to see who it is. And once we've done the whole line, I went over and stood in front of him to tell everybody to turn around. And I was like, I'm about to blow your mind. So he turns around and. And the girl that he was prophesying over was named Rachel. (laughs) So it was just kind of funny because it's like he was getting her name. I love
1: that. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, Our kids are on fall break.
0: They are. And they're a little bit excited about that.
1: That adds an interesting challenge to our week. Does it? Well, we're not on fall break. No, we're not. So maybe we'll get the kids to come and teach at the school this week.
0: Yeah. What could they teach on? Legos.
1: They could teach on Legos. We ended up going out this morning to Gentry Farm. If you live in Nashville slash Franklin um, or in the surrounding area, if you haven't been to Gentry Farm, it's a great place to lose your children for a couple of hours. Go on, go, uh-huh, on. Uh-huh. go play in the corn maze. We'll uh-huh. see you when you come out. But you know, it's a working farm. There's cows, there's stuff, stuff <laughs> and you wander around. Anyway, the kids love that stuff, don't farm they? Farm stuff, yeah. Goats. You know what's crazy? I was looking through my photo library, trying to tidy up, such as the thing I do on my day off. And I realized that a year ago today, we were out with my parents at Gentry Farm. Yep. So we took some pictures today to recreate um, those photo shoots a year later. It's funny because now MJ can stand and not sit.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't sit.
1: Do you know what Mm -hmm. was the moment of glory and uh, hallelujah was for me this week? What? We finished whole 30.
0: Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. But you told our podcast listeners that you wanted to keep going for another 30 days. Do you want to update them on that? I didn't tell them
1: I was going to. I said said, the thought mm -hmm. passed through my mind. And like all thoughts, I took it captive to Christ and beat it. Really? Well, so here's the thing. We finished Whole30. For those of you who are not familiar with Whole30, you commit to eating a very restricted diet for 30 days, which basically has no sugar, no butter, no dairy, no fun. Um and the idea is that it detoxes your body, it's helps
0: anti-inflammatory,
1: helps inflammation go out. That's right. Yeah. What else? It's high in nutrients.
0: Yeah.
1: And actually, you know, for all the crazy stuff we've done, it's not bad at all. It's actually remarkably simple. He said, having finished I, it,
0: I've come up with some recipes that yeah, I would keep it's making. That I really think are tasty. Amazing. It's easy yeah. to
1: do eating out. Um, we finished it, and the idea is that you're not allowed to weigh yourself, which is fine. I never do. You're not allowed to weigh yourself for thirty days, and you take some measurements. What did you lose in thirty days?
0: Um, just six pounds.
1: Well, eight pounds.
0: Well, that's this week. We stopped um We've finished Tuesday, and I've lost another two pounds since Tuesday. Wow! But that's because I'm just pretty much still eating that way,
1: right? Unlike me, who finished and was like, "Where's a bottle of root beer?" <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I haven't eaten. I haven't drunk any root beer.
0: But you've thought about it, haven't you? I have every a lot. day. I managed to lose
1: 12 pounds on it. But I don't think the goal is necessarily weight loss, is it?
0: No, it's to feel better. It's
1: more you feel better. I lost an inch and a half everywhere. Mm -hmm. My chest, my hips, my, what's the other? My butt. (laughs) I My tummy, tummy that's right. tummy, waist. Tummy, waist. Anyway, I lost an inch and a half. Mm -hmm. You know what I, my big revelation out of it all? Is that sugar makes me grumpy.
0: I think I knew that before.
1: Right, but I don't think I realized what a difference it makes. Mm -hmm. So I was, I wouldn't say grumpy on Whole30. I was frustrated I didn't get to eat sugar.
0: And there was quite a bit of whining about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't whining, it was considered intercession.
0: Oh, okay. But what I
1: did notice is when I started eating the last couple of days, you know, sugar, and I haven't gone overboard, maybe like nine or ten cookies a day. But what I've realized is afterwards, I am... Just irritable mm-hmm. and grumpy, which is making me think that maybe I need to do a whole thirty again, because I don't think I got over the sugar hump, despite the fact that I haven't had have so. for thirty days. But you made paleo cookies to celebrate getting over. Whole30. I did,
0: but I'm sad because they're really flat and they don't look like what they look like in the picture. I mean, they still taste good, but they're like they don't look like they do in the picture.
1: No, they're delicious. They really are. They are good. What was the thing that you made last night that was anything but delicious?
0: Well, it was some sort of chocolate mousse recipe.
1: But it was neither chocolatey nor moussey.
0: Well, it was chocolatey, but it, it was just had not chocolate. It tasted kind of grainy.
1: It tasted and I like think sand. That's
0: because there's flaxseed in it.
1: <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Flaxseed, the choice of all the great desserts. Unfortunately we have
0: six of them left in the fridge. <laughs> so yeah. any visitors coming over are gonna be given that as their dessert.
1: <laughs> you know what else is awesome? That has nothing to do with us other than the fact that it's awesome and we know her mm. Danielle Helsinki.
0: She is awesome.
1: And her Cultivate Boldness crew are in Atlanta this weekend. not content with taking um, a team of women to New York City a couple of months ago. Danielle is in Atlanta this weekend. Um, If you haven't uh, visited CultivateBoldness.com, I'd really encourage you to do so. It's just this incredible initiative of Danielle just to go and spread the goodness of God everywhere through prophetic words, encouraging words, acts of service and physical healing. And so she basically just takes teams of people everywhere. She runs our... Uh, ministry here at Eminate called Friday Night Lights, where basically people go out into the street, they ask God for words of knowledge, and then go find the people that they had the words for, and it's amazing. Test, after they have to test me, so I've been thrilled. I've been following her Instagram this weekend and just watching what's happening. It's absolutely awesome. Very cool. Um, this week, love, I would love to talk about my. F- I say this every week, It's my favorite topic, but I'd like to talk about Hithab which is obviously an acronym for. How That's a pretty utterly.
0: clever one. <laughs> wow, it's so catchy. I'm sure it's just gonna <laughs> it get stuck off the in time. everybody's Hits head. To you, dude, Joel, <laughs>
1: which stands for how to be utterly awesome in everyday life.
0: How to be utterly awesome.
1: You are just content to have jingles. Yeah. Okay. Um, our friendship, Judd. I remember, and he's just this complete dispenser of wisdom. But I remember one day he kind of made this off the cuff remark where he was. I forget what we're talking about, whether we're talking about bad behavior by Christians or I don't remember. But he just said, you know, surely one of the side effects of the anointing of God is that we become nicer people. I know what it was. I think we were, we, I think I'd given the example of this very, very, I don't know why I said that, very, very, very important, quote unquote, Christian author and public speaker that our friend was running the green room for. And this person had finished speaking was very inspirational sat down and had asked somebody in the green room for a bottle of ice-cold water. And when given a room temperature of water, he took a sip of it and threw it across the room and angrily said, I wanted ice-cold water. And so we were talking about the dichotomy of how you can go out on stage and in private impact the lives of thousands of people and then in sorry, in public, impact the lives of thousands of people, but then in private, be an absolute jerk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just don't want to be a jerk. Yeah. No. And so my definition of awesomeness would probably change. But anyway, it's remarkable feats of character that display yeah the attributes of Jesus yeah. when no one's looking. Yeah. would be a good definition of awesomeness. Yeah. Give me some examples of awesomeness you've witnessed in other people's lives.
0: Well, I... Uh- Honestly, I think there's like simple awesomeness, like awesome parents, parents that just, they're available for their kids, they're patient, they're, you know, kind, they manage them when they're unmanageable, that kind of stuff. Right. I think, I think that's awesome because I think that nobody else is looking then. It's just, it's just you and your kids, but you can tell kids that are being loved and parented at home and kids that are not.
1: Right. And it's very difficult to be consistently brilliant with your kids. Oh, it's so hard. It is. It is. That's, which is why I'm amazed when I see parents who not only do it, but have done it for long periods of time.
0: And then some of them even keep their own houses clean. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, that's a sign and a wonder. That
0: is that is for sure, yeah.
1: Um, there's this great verse in Jeremiah 9, which has long been a favorite verse of mine. In Jeremiah 9, verse 23, says this. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. I love that because what the Lord would deem boastworthy is not wisdom which he loves, and it's not strength which isn't impressing him, or wealth and riches, but this understanding that you can know and know God and know what He's like, mm-hmm. and I would imagine behave accordingly.
0: Yeah, well, surely that changes you.
1: I remember, you know, Lyle Phillips, who we just think is phenomenal from Iris Nashville. I remember he was speaking at the Moore Conference, and he said this: He said, "Despite what you may think, the last thing people notice about you is your great anointing. Learn to be nice. There's something wonderful about seeing brilliant people behave meekly."
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure, there is, and I—I I mean, we know lots of brilliant people that are meek.
1: I think that's what makes them brilliant. Yeah, or contributes to their brilliance for sure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because they're—you know—we know lots of people who are wise and strength and are wealthy, but the ones that are meek are somehow more exceptional. You know, Michael W. Smith—I think it was in the the Holy Ghost movie remember him saying, you know, I've got two prayers. One is to never, ever be offended by anyone else again. I Mm think that's an amazing prayer.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm amazed at how quickly I can be offended about stupid stuff.
0: Yeah. It's really easy.
1: Yeah, and I think when that happens, you remove or you withdraw from your awesomeness anointing. Um, Talk to me about some of your heroes and tell me why they are your heroes.
0: Gosh, um, well, like John and Carol would be two of my heroes um, for, for many reasons. For many, Can you give many me an reasons example
1: of when you've seen them be awesome.
0: Um, I've seen them be awesome at home and on a stage, and I think what makes them the most awesome is that they're the same people, no matter whether they're with one person or in front of seven thousand. That's just who they are, and they just really are that real and love God and. You know, they're just incredible. It's, is, that a, is that enough of an explanation? No, it enough of an explanation. Yeah.
1: I remember one time being in a church with John and Carol when I traveled with them. And this was a very famous church for its area. And I remember the senior pastor loved having John and Carol in. And of course, the Holy Spirit went everywhere. But the associate pastor did not like having John and Carol come in. Whether it was he didn't like John and Carol's teaching or didn't like the theology or didn't like the Holy Spirit messing up his church, I have no idea why. But he was furious and he was livid. And I remember the senior pastor telling John, I remember over here in the conversation, you know, he's not happy. And and John's response was brilliant. He was like, well, maybe I can take him out for lunch and answer some of his questions. And John's, you know, first response wasn't to rebuke the guy or condemn the guy or shame the guy it was oh there's clearly some misunderstanding you know maybe if i just take him out for lunch we can sort that out yeah and th- that always stuck with me like just the way that john would handle his critics yeah and the way that you know they were just so gracious i remember another time <laughs> i remember the other time we were at a big conference with john and one of the intercessors came in and they were freaked out and they told john and carol you know uh we've just found animal sacrifices around the building there's satanists in the building tonight and there's witches and they've come as you know Mm-hmm. Curse of service and what do we do? And John's response is like, that's wonderful. And you could see people like, "What, what? why is it wonderful that witches are here, you know, in our meetings? And, and uh, John was like, well, maybe they'll get saved tonight. How exciting. And again, mm-hmm. you know, his he never met anger with anger and he never met, you know, he'd never meet, he'd never respond with frustration. I was always amazed at the grace that he would respond with. Yeah was just exceptional in that.
0: Yeah, even when people said that stuff that wasn't true about Toronto, he was still really gracious. Mm -hmm. I was also thinking about I think there's more than once where Carol has been stopped coming into the building at a conference by one of the new students who didn't know who Carol was because she wasn't wearing her name badge. Right. And she never got upset or said, do you know who I am? Or whatever. She'd either go and find her name badge or, you know, somebody would bring her in. But she was never upset. She was like, they're doing what we've at ask them to do and it doesn't matter to me that they don't know who I am. You know, like where I've, I mean, I've seen people that, that all of a sudden this haughtiness comes on them. Like how dare you stop me or, you know, right. I don't know. I, I just, I think they're amazing.
1: You know, Proverbs nineteen eleven says this, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. I'm often amazed how, offended I get on behalf of a person who's overlooking an offense. So Jeff Dollar, for example, I've just seen him constantly overlook legitimate offenses, mm-hmm. you know, where people have done or Time said again, yep. things about him that are completely untrue. And yet rather than exerting energy to fix that or defend himself, he'll just you know, extend grace. And I th- yeah. I think that's amazing. I'm not sure how so how good I am at that.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I don't mean I don't know for you. I mean, I don't know for either either of us. But well, it's amazing. It's, it's an amazing.
1: It's really gift hard to not defend yourself. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, reading about Mike Bickle, who again is another one of my heroes, just in terms of his character, in terms of his commitment to the Lord, in terms of his commitment to reflect and, you know, exercise character that is in line with Jesus. I remember when the world was writing about him and the Kansas City prophets, that he, you know, didn't defend himself. He said, Hey guys, this is free research. First of all, let's just check and see if any of their criticisms are true. Yeah. It's like what sort of person, you know, handles that? And even when accusations were brought against him by people who were, you know, at, at fault, he he didn't expose their fault. I think that's I think that's remarkable. Mm-hmm. Then there's people who've made just tremendous sacrifice.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I can think of tons of missionaries that I'm like, gosh, I mean, I think, I don't know, maybe this is, maybe this is naive, but, um, I think you have to be built a certain way to be able to be a missionary. Like you have to have a, you know, certain personality type and be a go-getter and probably not be intimidated by much and like the outdoors and, you know, that sort of thing. (laughs) But, um... I know lots of missionaries that I'm just in awe of. Like, wow, you've given up everything to go and do whatever, and you actually enjoy it. You're not complaining about right. it. Right. It's amazing.
1: Absolutely. I'm thinking about a lot of the women in our, in Emanate. Yeah. They're all just crazy for Jesus. Yeah. You know, we've got single women missionaries who are out all over the world spreading the kingdom I just think it's remarkable.
0: It is remarkable. You've
1: got Rebecca in Uganda running a whole orphanage in a school and feeding how many children? I I don't know, thousands. You've got Shelley over in Cambodia. You've got um, Tetra over in Mozambique. And I'm sure I'm forgetting others, but just all these young women who just have decided to just get up and, and follow Jesus. And I think it's remarkable, absolutely amazing. Tell me some things that you, some some character attributes you see in people that you think are incredible.
0: Sorry, I was mid-yawn. <laughs> it's so hard to stop in the middle.
1: <laughs> it's contagious.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, sorry, some character attributes that I think are, what, amazing? Yeah, courageous? or awesome.
1: You've seen lives of people. Boldness. Good.
0: Um, uh, being able to love well. We know several people that are just really good at loving other people, even when other people get ugly mm-hmm. or loving is inconvenient.
1: Yeah. I think meekness is amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like people displaying meekness and humility. Mm-hmm. I think that's incredible.
0: How about faith? People that just believe in the face of adversity. Yeah. They believe in the face of whatever it is. They're just hanging on to God for all they're worth.
1: What about teachableness?
0: Yeah. That's a hard one, isn't it? Most people don't value teachableness.
1: Right. I think somewhere along the line, we think that if you're mature, you no longer need to learn anything.
0: Right. Which is hysterical. Which
1: is totally hysterical, but some of my most favorite people are people who are constantly humbling themselves to learn.
0: Okay, again, back to John and Carol. Not that, you know. But I mean how many times have we done a weekend or a conference with them or whatever, where Carol's like, oh, I wish we could just sit underneath you guys and learn more about this or that or whatever. And I'm just like, like Are you on drugs? <laughs> but I think it's because you they are so know. teachable. They're so pliable um, to the Holy Spirit. And they're so hungry for all things God that they don't act like they've arrived anywhere.
1: There's something about good manners too. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was John Sanford that said, courtesy is the hallmark of the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really interesting phrase, but you know, sincere good manners are amazing. Our friend Rogers, whenever we'd go see him, mm-hmm. I noticed after a while he would always whenever we were leaving, being with him, whether at a restaurant or at his house, or I'd go see him at his office. When I would say goodbye, he would always walk me to his to you know off the property. He'd always yeah. walk me to my car. Yeah. And one day I I commented on that, and he just smiled and he said, you know. I had a mentor who would always do that and I always realized he did it and I remembered how amazing it made me feel. So I thought I'm gonna start doing it for other people.
0: Yeah, their whole family, if you're at their house, walks you out and waves and mm-hmm. like you're the you know, king of something. I was <laughs> gonna say the king of Sheba, but that's not how it works. <laughs> no. No,
1: it doesn't. John Paul Jackson said this rudeness is the weak man's form of strength. Hmm rudeness is the weak man's form of strength that's um,
0: well, a defense mechanism isn't it
1: to quote Lyle again he said and he was quoting somebody called Yuk giri. I don't know who that is but anyway Lyle quoting that person said this good manners without sincerity are like a beautiful dead lady oh god <laughs> quite the image there
0: <laughs> very nice
1: um, Bill Johnson Yes. I mean Bill is just awesome just in terms of his wisdom, in terms of his walk with the Lord, in terms of, uh, you know, the, all the people I know who know him really well, I've never, ever heard anything critical about Bill.
0: Yeah, me neither.
1: I, I just think that uh, that in itself is testament. But I love I love his tweets. I mean, he's got some just amazing wisdom. He, he, I favorited this one. He said, we are at our dumbest when we think we know the motives of another. Right. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that so true? We're absolutely convinced we know the motives of other people. They did this because of that. Yeah, and then you're just like, You don't know that. So when you watch people pause and not walk in that, that's awesome, I think.
0: Yeah. Choose to believe the best about other people. and Yeah. Yeah, that's exhausting.
1: Um, We wrote an article a while back where we did a teaching where we noticed four things that were consistently present in the lives of awesome people. And in order, I mean, no particular order. The first one was humility. Yeah. People who are humble absolutely contribute to their awesomeness factor. People who are patient. Mm -hmm. And in their patience, therefore, were persistent and um, not dissuaded. was amazing. People who are hard workers. Mm -hmm. There's something glorious about hard work.
0: There is. You feel like you've accomplished something. I
1: love it. I absolutely love working hard I really, really derive great satisfaction from that But again, all the people I know who are awesome They have that Work uh, ethic Yeah, they yeah. have an amazing work ethic And they work hard Yeah. You know who two of my most amazing people that I know are? Mm. is And you know them better than I do But Kristen, Jason, Wendell
0: Yeah, I was thinking about them earlier They're amazing Yeah, they're fantastic
1: People who don't know Kristen, Jason Describe them Their attributes and who they are and what they do. Oh,
0: this is tricky. Well, Krista is a bottle of life, basically. She is very intelligent, very prophetic, very kind, extremely loving. Like, she's just... Jason got the package deal.
1: But she's also, in the midst of
0: all of that, she's super healed up. She is super healed up, yeah. I would say she's probably a first language responder. I'm not sure. I'd have to check with her. Um, But... Uh, Yeah, really healed up.
1: But she's this ever-vescent source of joy and encouragement and optimism. Mm-hmm. But because of her healed upness, none of those things are abrasive or annoying. Right. So what I mean by that is if you're, you know, let's face facts. When we're around super positive people, sometimes they can be annoying. Yes. Right? Sometimes. But her super positivity is not naivety. It's... Complete confidence in the goodness of God. Yeah. And so rather than it wearing you down or condemning you because you're not as uber positive as this person, it lifts you up. Yeah. And then Jason is like probably the smartest person I know. I would say so. So <laughs> incredibly smart, incredibly dedicated. But again, in his smartness and in his intelligence, he again pulls you up. Never makes you feel demeaned or stupid or he doesn't boast in his accomplishments. And yeah. he has a ton of accomplishments.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and on top of that, they're humble. they're great parents.
1: On top of that, they're both exceptionally good looking. Yes,
0: they are. Like, what the heck is with that? I know that's not share right.
1: the wealth, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> just like just deposited, <laughs> I'll just make you really smart and hardworking and likable and tons of favor, and oh, to top it off, and make you super good looking. I
0: think even too how they've navigated living in Nairobi and you know all of the fighting that's been going on, you know, gunshots outside their door and all that kind of stuff and they're still choosing to stay where God's put them and, you know, they're just, they really are amazing.
1: But dear Lord, we're surrounded by awesome people. Yes, we are. I, I mean, literally we could just run down the roll decks of people that we love mm-hmm. and you could just point out all the things Everything that are awesome about awesome. them. Everybody is Everything. awesome. I, I just think it's amazing.
0: I don't know the words.
1: <laughs> that is... N- <laughs> Never been any reason for you to start trying, darling. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: trying to see if there's anything They're else I awesome. scribbled down that I thought about.
0: What about Ben? He's awesome.
1: Ben Farley. Yes. I don't know a person who is
0: more, more awesome.
1: enduring mm. in their pursuit and presence of joy than Ben Farley. Amazing. So we have a dear friend, many of you will know Ben, but he has the I think this is right, the rarest form of cancer in America. And I remember the day I met him. I met him at Grace Center on Sunday morning. One Sunday morning I was just I was doing the prayer line and he came up and said, What do you need prayer for? And so he told me he had cancer and 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 then we got to know Ben for a bunch of years. He came and was a student at the School of Supernatural Life and then came back as a small group leader and was on staff with us and And he was
0: a riot. It's totally right. It's like, totally
1: right. You would never have known He had cancer at all.
0: Yeah, Ben shows up in a room and the party has arrived. (laughs) That's right. It's a party in a package. (laughs) Yeah. So just even,
1: you know, watching Ben persevere with cancer and watching him, you know, even this week when we, you know, went to see him, the the nurses were just like, you know, one of the nurses said, You know, I wish my son had faith like you. And so Ben grabs the nurse's hand and is just like, Well, let's pray for your son right now. And that's what Ben's like. He's just constantly extending Love and efforting the goodness of God yeah. for other people. I, yeah. Ben's amazing.
0: Yeah. And even being in the hospice, he's managing to keep his, you know, he was cracking some jokes when we were there a couple days ago and yeah. whatever. We're like, just, I don't know anybody like him. No. Nope. Amazing.
1: Well, there you go, babe. We've rambled and we've thought about awesomeness. Um, any closing thoughts before we go?
0: Um, We're going to Wild Ginger. <laughs> yeah, we're going for sushi for dinner. tonight, which num. is definitely not num, num. 30. Which No, this is my about? vacation meal, and I'm very excited. Yeah,
1: okay, I think we're going to have a vacation week next week. It's going <laughs> to be awesome.
0: That's called going back to normal eating. <laughs> Let's not, and then you won't be grumpy or sick. <laughs> okay,
1: thank you for that. Closing <laughs> thoughts, people. If you're around Nashville, we'd love to invite you to the Heaven Declares Conference. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Talking of awesomeness, three awesome people coming. Uh, Artie Kendall, John Paul Jackson, and Bobby Connor. Go to heavendeclares.info to get all the information about that. Um, if you live too far away, we will be selling tickets for you to be able to stream online as well. We'd love you to watch, uh, the services if you can't be here in person, but it's going to be amazing. We super love really going to be come. amazing. Have an incredible week full of blessing. Practice awesomeness wherever you are and, um,
0: go and be awesome.
1: Go and be awesome in the name <laughs> of Jesus. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.